The New Marketing Show is brought to you by Trinity Web Media. TrinityWebMedia.com. Trinity Web Media solves business problems with intelligent web development and digital marketing. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The New Marketing Show, the marketing podcast where we talk about how effective digital marketing and web development solves business problems. Joined as always with my co-host, Trinity Web Media co-founder, Kevin Everly. Kevin, how are you today? Greg, doing great. How about yourself? I'm fantastic. You know what today is, right? Uh, has it been a year? It's been a year. This is our year anniversary of launching the podcast. So congratulations for making it, sticking through this year with me. <laughs> and also, uh, you know, we haven't missed an episode in all 52 weeks. So this is X episode 52. Fantastic. How cool is that? It's great. I love it. It's fantastic. It's great. And you know what? <clears throat> I want to just revisit episode 51 real quick and thank Mike Cassidy again for a great, great episode last week for being bold, and being bold, having bold goals in 2019. And Mike's a fantastic guy. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and, and give it a listen. I think it's a real good one for everybody to listen to. And like how bold Mike is actually being with some some aggressive health goals in his community in the East Bay in California. Yeah, Mike was a great guest. He added a ton of great perspective to our conversation. Yeah, it was fantastic. So what do you want to talk about today with this being the year anniversary episode number 52? 52. So... We've been doing a lot of content repurposing lately. Yep. I think that would be a great topic to discuss a little bit more. Ooh. Leveraging content and re- how to repurpose your content and make it work for your brand. That's a that's always a that's always a, a, a good one and one that I, I really like to talk about. So what does that mean to you? So it's funny, you know, a couple of weeks ago, client said, There's no way I could produce as much as you guys do. You know, I'm a, I'm a small office. You know, so my right. immediate, it's like, you know, we're not a very big team either. You know, we take a lot of our content and we get as much value from that content as we possibly can by spinning off other pieces of content, leveraging it for this and that, and, you know. So what does it mean for me? It's putting the time in to create a, a great piece of content and then using, you know, let's use the podcast, for example. We take, we record a podcast. That podcast gets split down to audio bites and things for social media. It gives us things to talk to our audience, educate with, and a podcast. Yeah, I, I think that you know this is always a cool topic, and you know, anytime you can create one piece of content and use it multiple ways and and leverage it out to five, six, seven different ways, you are ahead of the curve with the rest of your content scout calendar. Yeah, and with social media and the broadcasting today, content should never should at least be repurposed for that, you know, and broadcast out. I learned this from Jay Bear. Jay Bear po- posted a great article years and years ago about how to get eight pieces of content from creating one. And you know, this is nothing new. Like Trinity's not doing anything new. We're just putting this strategy in play to its fullest. You know, I, I think that you know our content calendar, our content schedule is probably the most aggressive I've ever been associated with. You know, 
we are super aggressive with our content because we know how to make it work. We know how to make one piece of content, leverage it into five, six, seven. So it looks like they're all different pieces of content that all serve a different purpose and a different goal. So the folks at home listening who, you know, are regular listeners to the podcast will notice that, you know, there's bonus episodes. There are. So would you like to tell them where they come from? They come from outer space. Where all good content comes from. <laughs> <laughs> no. So <clears throat> so the way that we do it is, you know, we have our content schedule is a written piece every Wednesday that goes out as an article. This podcast, as you guys know, goes out on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday and Saturday, there's bonus episodes of the podcast. But on YouTube and our blog, Mondays and Thursdays, there are videos in Trinity Web Minutes that go out, right? Following me, following me still? So what we end up doing is when, when we produce the videos, I am able to extract the audio from the video file. But... And lately, I've just been recording it in Zencaster. I've just been doing making a video of me recording right here in Zencaster, the tool that we use for the podcast. Taking that, putting it into our template, publishing it, and producing it, and posting it to Podbean, our podcast server, which then gets syndicated into iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. So then what, what we end up doing is we also post the video to our blog. So... Things hit our blog four times a week. Things hit iTunes three times a week. Things hit YouTube twice a week. How many pieces of con- unique content am I really making? All of those things, I think that's about eight and eight. I'm doing that out of mm-hmm. f- four unique pieces of content. So I'm doubling the reach and I'm doubling the broadcast power just by going ahead and putting them in the right place. And the reason to do that is because some people like video. Some people like audio. Some people want to listen to this as they're on a run or in, their, in a car or while they're cooking, et cetera, et cetera. Some people want to watch video at their desk or binge video series. Like I've been told actually you know, from a bunch of people, they've been binging our Trinity Web Minutes. So what happens is we want to go ahead and create content, good content of value, and then broadcast it and distribute it to people where they want to get it. Now – the videos, where do they go? The videos go to in our Instagram feed. We have a short-term, vi- short-form video. Then we have an Instagram TV video, an expanded version of that. And then we have a version of that that goes out to Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. But it's not that we're um, creating a new video for all of those platforms. I'm using the same videos for the platform in its appropriate place. And then, you know, on top of that, the videos and podcasts, then get posted on the website in addition. Right. And it's been a, and it's been a very, very easy process to, de- to develop and to adapt for us. And it, it's worked, you know. But let me say this. Like anything with content, you have to be patient because while our content strategy works for us really, really well, it's taken a year and a half for it to really start working well to further our business goals. Yeah, I, you know, t- content's not the short game. You know, content is a long game. It takes time. It takes time to develop a process. It takes time to get comfortable with the process. It takes time to develop all of that content. It's an investment in the company's reach for the future. Absolutely. So, you know, very, very rarely, if you notice, and if you're a fan of this podcast and you're a fan of other things that we do, do we talk about dates? 
do we date the episodes? Like this one we did because it's a it's a our year in, and I wanted to reference Mike Cassidy's great episode last week. But other than that, we really try to stay away from talking about current events. We try to stay away from talking about the weather. Try to stay away from talking about previous episodes, and that's only because we want this content to be evergreen, so that. I can record this episode or last week's episode or the week after that. And when you listen to it, it's still relevant to you. There's something about dated content that just feels, well, dated. Yeah. Right? So I I want it to be evergreen. And evergreen content is content that sticks around and has a long shelf life. Yeah. I mean, I I understand topical content and things that happen, you know, anybody into marketing remembers a couple of years ago with mobile Geddon and, you know, every piece of content that was devoted to that or, you know, WordPress with Gutenberg lately. Right. But that has a shelf life. It, it does. But I think that there's also some brand, the value in your brand and discussing that and seeing where you landed historically mm-hmm. about that over time. Uh, there's some value there, but uh, we try to make that the exception and not the rule. You know, uh, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares that it's cold in California or that it's cold in New Jersey, your office and your studio where you are. Nobody cares at the time because when you listen to it and, and it's a hundred degrees out and you're, you're talking about how cold it is all of a sudden the episode and the content feels stale, stagnant and older, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I try to make sure that whatever we do has a longer shelf life because I want to maximize I want to be able to maximize our investment of time and making sure that the content has legs so that it can stand the test of time and stick around for longer than just something that's seasonal. Yeah. I mean, you know, the compound of audience, you know, to grow an audience is difficult in this day and age. There's a lot of people producing content. The more relevant content you can serve that audience, the better chance you have of them staying a fan and, being sticky without a doubt and you know i like the that you what you just said that growing an audience is very hard and you know growing an audience is a marathon not a sprint right so this is episode 52 but i i would challenge our listeners to go back and listen to episode i don't know what the topic is 26 on episode 26 that topic is probably just as relevant today as it was six months ago. You know what I mean? And like, it, it's kind of funny. The funny thing is, as I realize that I'm talking about how content shouldn't be dated, I'm, I'm actually dating content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, imagine that. But the thing is, is like, I think that episode three is just as relevant today as episode 103 is going to be. And because what we're talking about is we're, we talk about solving problems, right? That's the theme of the show. And you and I were very, very conscious of creating that theme and really curating and cultivating it, you know, and making it into something that a value that people wanted to listen to and that people can use and people can share and that we can share with our clients when they have questions. You know, how great is it, you know, when somebody asks us a question how great is it, you know, you doing the business development that you can say, you know what, we created a podcast about that. Let me send you the link. Yep. How powerful is that? Not only, I mean, that's how 
that is one of my favorite ways to leverage content. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. So we talk about leveraging content, right? And we talk about, and this just popped into my head when you just said that. That's a fantastic point. Like your favorite way to leverage content is to answer business development questions as they're are as they happen with evergreen content. Yeah, you know, it's easy for somebody to be gardened. Of course you're gonna say that. Well, of course I'm gonna say that, but we also told the whole world it here. We are on record yep. of saying that. Yep. And you know what? Historically, over test of time and as this podcast is gonna be going for the next five, ten years, something like that, historically, I'm sure we're gonna be wrong about a couple of things. There's nobody, nobody that's perfect, but we are out there. And I will tell you one thing, everything that we talk about, everything that we do, we do practice what we preach. We are practitioners. You know, you and I just got off a call with a client earlier today, and we are putting in play the same exact content strategy of leveraging content to maximize value and time that we do. So the proof is, you know, we've sort of the guinea pig and the, the crash test dummy or the test pilot, whatever you want to call us, you know. Uh, and from there, you know, we're able to go ahead and really, really believe in what we do and put it forward. Yeah. I mean, there, there's something to be said when you can recommend a course of action to a client that you are also, you know, practicing for yourself. You, you that believe you believe in. in. That you, and, you know, and that you believe not in. Not only are you in talking it. to a client about investing in their marketing future, but hey, we do it too. Right. And how great is that when you can do something like that and it's like, okay, these guys aren't just selling me a bunch of snake oil and they're not, you know, a bunch of magicians trying to make things appear out of no nowhere, you know what I mean? Or disappear out of, out of thin air. What we're doing is we're actually, we're, we do exactly what we advise our clients to do. Mm -hmm. And why do we do that? Because it works. And because honestly... I am so busy with meetings. I'm so busy with, with developing sites. I'm so de busy developing strategies that if I had to, if I didn't leverage content, our content strategy would be just as boring as everybody else's and just as bare as everybody yeah. else's. Yeah, that's a fair point. You know, one of my favorite aspects about being able to leverage podcasts and articles, you know, to clients with questions after I feel them and, you know, it kind of lets the guard down and, you know, I've had two or three people come back and say, Hey, I absolutely love what you said in this podcast. I know we talked about it, but I would have never asked you X, Y, Z. Well, I think that that's just part of the thing is, you know, that it, it makes us human. It, it, it also, the other thing, you know, now we're specifically talking about podcasting, right? It, producing a lot of videos, producing a lot of podcasts really humanizes the brand, right? And that's the other yeah. part that's great about leveraging the content is you can see in video, you can listen to, you know, I would hope that you could do this. I would hope that you would be able to watch our, our Instagram TV, you know, and then go, you know, and, or watch the YouTube because they are the same video, right? And after you listen to the podcast, and you get a same sense of what's going on because it's authentic, it's real, and it's who we really are. You know, I, I like the fact that 
prospects, potential clients, especially from the video and podcast, can almost know who we are as people and our personalities and say, hey, I want to work with these guys or hey, these guys aren't a good fit for me. That's cool too. <laughs> yeah. And that's perfect. I mean, like not everybody is your customer. Not everybody is your client. You can't help everybody. Sometimes it sucks to suck. And it also, there's a lot of factors out there where it's just like sometimes, you know, I think you and I have walked away from certain business deals because we were just like, you know what? There's just something that we're just not jiving with, with this. We don't got the vibes off when we're working mm -hmm. with this person or like, I just can't get rally behind this. You know, I walked away from a huge project a while ago because it didn't fit within my political belief system, you know, and somebody else at somebody else that I knew took it on and made a lot of money on it. And he was stoked if he didn't, he either, it either, aligned with his beliefs and his his views mm -hmm. or he didn't care one of one of those things you know what i mean so just let me know you, you know just like it's one of those things where leveraging content is nothing new it's just the smartest way to go about and, and put things into play and like anything it takes you know anything regarding marketing you know you need to have the intent that you're going to do that Going back to a couple episodes ago's topic, you know, marketing with intent, <laughs> it ties right in there. Yeah. If you're not marketing with intent, you know, and, and if you want to then, you know, if you want to take marketing with intent and, and kind of drill down a little bit more, what you do when you leverage one piece of content into five or six mm -hmm. is you're broadcasting it with intent. You're taking that message and you're reaching your audience in the specific place where mm -hmm. they want to be reached. You know, some people prefer video over audio. Some people want to read an article, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You're able to reach your audience where they are best. Yeah. I mean, giving somebody the option reached. to receive and, you know, give you your time to absorb your content, you know, the least you can do is deliver it in their preferred method. Yeah. And I mean, it's all, mm -hmm. it, 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 it's a transaction of sorts, right? It's you give me your attention and your time and I'm not going to deliver and I'm not going to deliver something that wastes your time. Or let me, re let me rephrase that. You give me your attention and I will give you content of value in the channel mm -hmm. that you best prefer to receive things. And that's all part of you know maximizing budget, maximizing effort, maximizing reach, maximizing time, maximizing interest, you know, there's, you know, each social platform, YouTube, you know, our blog, you know, et cetera, social channels, they all have their own, you know, SEO and their own power, you know, that's inherent to them. And I think that that's some of the big stuff. And that's when you can go ahead and really make things work really well for your brand when you are able to master how to leverage one piece yeah. into multiples. No, I couldn't agree more. And I mean... <laughs> Creating content's not always easy. Building an audience isn't easy. You know, finding the time to be consistent with content's even more difficult. You know, I think leveraging content yep. just gives you the bang for the buck. You know, you're already spending time on these things. Spend, you know, if it takes you a half hour to shoot a video, it may take you another two minutes to take make a smaller clip of that video for, you know, your Instagram story or this and that. You've already put the time in. A little bit more is what's going to make or break it. Yeah, you know what's funny is I used to, you know, before we were using Instagram TV and before Instagram TV came around, we would just have one video. 
You know what I mean? And it was 55 seconds, 59 seconds, because that's all you were limited to with Instagram. So now what I actually go and do is I I think that for my time spent, it, it would take longer for me to go ahead and take a clip of that video and trim it down into something and keep context. I just shoot a, a quick 55 second video. It takes 55 extra seconds. How much time am I actually saving now by creating a new piece of content? So I guess like, you know, what I'm, I'm saying there is lesson learned is sometimes you need to know when to leverage your content and maybe just when to create a new piece of content that's better, that, that saves you time. I think it's all in the interest of time. It's all in the interest of time while maximizing value and quality. And I mean, I think this might be a topic for a future episode, but you know, there's a whole argument where documenting is easier than creating. And uh, we, I've done Trinity Web Minutes on you know creating content versus documenting content. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that's one of the one of the things. Like, you know, if, if I had a film crew, crew around me, like some marketing people do, you know, it'd be easy to to document everything that I do and and then have turn it over to them to create content over that. I th- I think there's just some value in going and marketing with intent and creating content versus documenting things. There's a time and a place to document things. Like, you know, when I speak at WordCamp and I do different, you know, I speak at different conferences, you know, and, and, and it's video and, and, and somebody gets a video of it or photos, mm-hmm. you know, that's documenting it. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? But when I think that whenever you really, really want to reach somebody, you have to create something. So if you're going to spend a time to create it, I'm going to figure out mm-hmm. how to leverage the shit out of it to get to give it its proper mm-hmm. its proper you know. due. <clears throat> so this is this is an interesting topic. I think that I would encourage more people to first figure out how to leverage the content and yeah, then to figure out what to create. You know, kind of take things in background. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cove, like Stephen Covey, you know, begin with the end in mind. The end in mind is to reach people. Where are you going to reach them? How many pieces of content do you need to do that? Okay, what can what can I create that's evergreen enough that's going to go ahead and reach all of those people and all of those channels? And that almost ties into planning out a strategy as well. Oh, 100%. I mean, beginning with the end in mind is a strategy. I mean, it's it's the it's the beginning of a strategy. You know, without yeah. a doubt. So, any any final thoughts on this topic? This has been a really good one. This is an interesting topic. I'm glad that you brought this up. I'm glad that you brought this one to the table. This is this is excellent, and this is something that I'm super passionate about, and things that I like to talk about. So, any any closing thoughts? Any tips for everybody? Just get out there and do it. Nothing's going to get made until you sit down and put some time in. I, I agree. And dating back to one of our previous episodes from where Ida Uda Emma, when we talked about video marketing, and I believe that was episode seven, if I'm correct, seven or nine. It's 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 early on in our in our podcast library. Fall in love with the process of doing it. Fall in love with the process of doing it, and then you'll be able to do it, and you'll see how everything kind of works together. So, Kevin, thank you so much for being on the podcast again. Hey, one year, man. How about that? One year. Happy anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary. You know, it it took us – it almost (laughs) took us a year to figure out what to have the podcast on and how to do it before we did it. And now here we are. We have a year's worth of content live on you know uh in itunes and stitcher and podbean all that stuff so it's been it's been fantastic i'm super stoked to have done it and super stoked to make all this happen so 
Thanks, everybody, for listening. Kevin, thanks for being here. Thank you, Greg. And thanks, everybody, for listening, for being around for the last year. We appreciate it. Yeah, and for more episodes from the, the New Marketing Show, you can always get them at trinitywebmedia.com slash iTunes. You can get them on our website, or you can get them in the iPhone podcast app, Podbean, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. So, you know what? Hey, here's to another year, right? Yep, here's to another one. Let's make it happen. So, okay, everybody, thanks, and talk to you later.